We're live. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Jess and Allison show. Good morning, Allison Good morning, and Jess. friends. <laughs> How are you doing this morning, Jess? I am great. How are you, Allison? <laughs> I feel like when you can only respond with body movements and you can't actually say anything, that there's more to the story. <laughs> Yeah, yes. No, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm just I'm here. And I know I'm like, let's we all get on here and fix our hair. <laughs> just in case you're wondering, this is actually the salon. <laughs> uh, you're yeah. here, you're alive. You're alive. Part. <laughs> Made it through the week despite all the things. And we're good. Yes. It's a sunny day. It's a really here. Be not like, here. Not there. I'll share my sunshine with you. <laughs> I love I love that you're grappling for the positive, Allison. I appreciate that. Your mindset work is at work. <laughs> it is not working. You can see all the gears turning. They're just working really hard. <laughs> um, do you want me to share with you some of my <laughs> yes. like random things? So always. I want. I feel like you need to laugh. Okay, I do so. need to laugh. I love. I love the tell telepathy going on. Oh my gosh, seriously. Okay, so this morning I dropped my kids off at school, which is like absolutely insane because there's a continuing bus driver shortage across the nation. Mm -hmm. We've had one here for years, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. So there's more and more parents driving. Um, it's like totally insane. I actually had to like calm down after I got home because I witnessed like a domestic dispute in the middle of the road outside of the middle school. Oh. I was like, Ooh, okay. Oh, <laughs> so please yeah. bring kids onto a bus, right? Okay. But anyway, um, and to that family and that mother, uh, my heart goes out to you. I just want to say, I'm sorry that like life is at that point where you're like screaming in the middle of the road. I really am. I really am. Cause I've still been there before. Um, and just seeing it is like triggering. Right. So anyway, I got home and I'm like, Oh no, there's nothing for me and Allison to talk about this morning. <laughs> so Allison, I made a list here. <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. I love it. How it's also on like a, piece of small torn paper <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I make all my no it's going into my bullet journal everyone don't worry um <laughs> and this is in the exact order that I thought of topics that we could talk about while I was making coffee this morning are you ready and you I'm could just so go ahead and pick one happy. pick one <laughs> okay <Thank> okay <laughs> all right number one what is in a magic eraser Followed up by, do I really want to know what is in a magic eraser? Followed up by, ignorance is bliss. Always a good topic of conversation. <laughs> then I've transitioned from magic erasers to coffee. Coffee machines, drip versus pour over versus French press. Which one is more environmentally friendly? Which one is more aesthetic? Which one is more practical? Followed up by, how much coffee grounds can you put into your septic system without feeling like you're putting too many coffee grounds into your septic system followed up by how much bacon is too much bacon so <laughs> just feel free to choose a topic from one of those oh i love you so much 
this is so perfect. Thank you for making a list. I, I never do prepare. I always just talk about things from the week and I just don't want to right now. So thank you. Thank you for the list. Um, I think we should talk about coffee and specifically coffee grounds in the sink. Oh my gosh, Jess, melamine, melamine foam. Yes, oh wait, it's okay. What's that? I think that that is melamine foam. Is that what we're talking about with magic erasers? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I well, don't know. <laughs> you know, we might need to cover all of it because I, I do actually want to know how does that work? Like, I don't understand the magic eraser. Okay, but then just remember topic number three is ignorance is bliss. <laughs> Right. I really almost picked that one until you until you start talking about the coffee and the coffee. Right, let's, okay, we'll start with coffee, Allison. This is this is Allison picks this morning. So let's start with the coffee. The question is drip versus pour over versus French press. Which is most environmentally friendly? Which is most aesthetic? And how many coffee grounds can you dump down into your septic system before you feel like, oh my gosh, this is maybe too many coffee grounds to be like dumping down into my septic system? Okay. So. <laughs> Um, okay. Aesthetically, I love the French press. Okay. So I was there too. And still I, until I got the pour over, mm -hmm. which comes like the one that I have looks beautiful. It? Right? It's like a little like gorgeous glass dome with like a cork thing around. I got it from Target, you know, uh, <laughs> the only course. place that I shop. <laughs> <laughs> I love the French press too, but I, Honestly, I like pour the French press and then like an hour later, I'm like, oh my gosh, my coffee was ready like an hour ago. <laughs> well, yeah, I chose that for like aesthetics purpose, but I haven't actually used one in many years. <laughs> so I think like the practicality of it was, I just, uh, I don't know, <laughs> but it's so pretty. It is. What, it you, is, what you yeah. described sounds really beautiful too. Right. So I would say like if we're putting them in order of aesthetic pleasing okay drip is on the bottom right it's just coffee machines are ugly they're mm -hmm. ugly for the most part right the plastic looks ugly mm -hmm. they like get that burnt like ring eventually the coffee is not that great mm -hmm. like, i'm not really sure actually why a coffee machine exists right? like when there's all these other like really good options mm -hmm. okay so french press is great but then like i let mine brew for a really long time and then i get cold coffee which is not good. It's the opposite of what you want. So I the actually over, enjoy cold coffee. Okay. Allison likes but cold coffee. It's gotta coffee. be iced coffee. It can't be like that lukewarm middle ground. Oh yeah. So this is what yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but Allison, you drink coffee. So how do you make your coffee? Are you are you dripping? So I have a Keurig. But <laughs> I have but um I have so I started getting this coffee called Four Sigmatic a while ago. Oh yeah. I love mushroom coffee. Yeah. Um, for, well, for a little while there, I stopped drinking it all, everything altogether because I couldn't figure out if my nutritionist was a little bit concerned about like drinking so much lion's mane. <laughs> She's like, we're not really like, like made to like generally consume that much of that. <laughs> so we didn't know if maybe that was some of the stuff that I was dealing with. <laughs> so I kind of like cut it out all, all together for a while there. But now I've started drinking it again because I love it. Um, but I have a little like reusable cup. So Curing. like, yeah, so it's, it, it tastes very, like it does, it's not that it tastes so different. It's that it feels so different in my body. Like regular coffee anymore just messes, like it, I feel so weird. It's just, not, it's not even just jittery. It's just weird. Like my body doesn't feel good. <laughs> 
So when I drink the, the Four Sigmatic, the, the mushroom coffee, I really honestly feel good. So I just use the reusable cups and I use my Keurig. It's just like a fast way to do it. But I hadn't thought about the drip stuff before. I actually have totally... I always think of it as like in the coffee shops, <laughs> like they're doing it all fancy. And I just forget that that's like an option <laughs> that I can do at home. Does it, how long does it take though? Okay. So, I mean, the pour, I don't actually have a drip coffee machine because I don't. Or not I, a drip. A, the uh, pour over. Pour over is what I meant. Yeah. It's instant. Is it? Yeah. Okay. You like literally. So this is like the confusing thing for me. You pour it over and then it just drains right through the coffee grinds and then it's ready to go. Really? Okay. But I find that I have to put an awful lot of coffee in there to get one cup that's as strong as I want it to be. So that's, that's kind of what I was wondering because it's like in the drip machine, it's the way it's pushing it through. Right. Where right. It's so strong. Right. Yeah. Right. And then when I do the French press, I let it sit in there for an hour, which also strengthens it quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So Dana's saying, did I miss something? What is mushroom coffee lion's mane? So there's a company for Sigmatic. Mm -hmm. They make amazing mushroom products, right? So it's like mushroom, like ground mushroom, dehydrated ground mushroom. You would think, and their mushroom coffee is actually coffee with like a couple of different blends, like mushroom blends added in. Yeah, it does have coffee in it. Also. Right. Yes. It's yeah. half coffee or I don't know what the ratio is, but yeah. it's like coffee and mushroom. So mushrooms are a superfood, right? And we don't like get enough mushrooms now or whatever. Um, you would think it would taste disgusting, but it actually is delicious. Do you find like, I love the Four Sigmatic coffee. So I can't just drink it just plain. <laughs> I have to add, I have to add a little bit of like a little bit of sweetener, a little bit of milk, but okay, um, I add half and half to my, I make it like my, like I make regular coffee, which right, is just coffee right, and which, half. Is, which is just like, yeah, just like coffee tastes, tastes like dirt. Also, <laughs> if you don't put anything in it. So. It, has, I find it has a very earthy flavor. Like that's the mushrooms add earthiness, not like slimy mushroom flavor. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, so they also, Four Sigmatic makes an instant coffee, which is fantastic too, which I take camping with me. But I will say my issue with Four Sigmatic is the price. It is super expensive, mm -hmm. right? Really good for you, but mm -hmm. it's very expensive. But you can imagine why though. Like, yes, because it's got all those good ingredients. Like lion's mane costs a lot like all the, <laughs> from what I've heard. Maybe they should go to the button. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have another one called turkey tail, right? That's another mushroom. <laughs> We've got the lion's mane, the turkey tail. I mean, I guess we could actually talk about why mushroom names are named after animal <laughs> body parts. This is a really like good, don't exist. This is a really good <laughs> rabbit trail topic. <laughs> I actually had never heard of lion's mane. <laughs> until I started like researching this particular coffee. And then um, one of my best friends is like, oh my gosh, I love lion's mane. I, I like cook it like a steak and it's so delicious. I'm like, never had it. So there's all these things about like mushrooms specifically that I think it's a whole world that I don't know much about. But I okay, so I have, I have an, uh, something to admit. <laughs> Please. 
Ellis. Okay. So I'm not like somebody who looks at another person and is like, oh my God, that person's so hot. Like I have such a crush on them. But sometimes I hear somebody talking and what they have to say, I'm like, oh my God, new celebrity crush. <laughs> like Alton Brown is like one of my big celebrity crushes. Like he just knows so much about food. Like <laughs> I love him. <laughs> okay. So another one of my quasi celebrity crushes is the founder of Four Sigmatic. I listened to a podcast and I've never laid eyes on this man ever. But I listened to a podcast with him and I'm like, I want to marry you. I want to move to Norway. I want to go into those like ice things. And then those like, you know, like the whole Norwegian culture. Like I know a hundred percent what you mean. A hundred percent. I love that man. I love that man. I love it. I don't know what his name is or what he looks like. <laughs> just, just speak to me. Just speak. <laughs> he created like a whole fantasy in my mind. I started with coffee and mushrooms. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty great fantasy, right? It's pretty good. I mean, it's like there's escapism. <laughs> um, okay, what's the, hold on here. Yes. Okay. So Anne says French press doesn't keep the coffee hot enough. I agree. So then you have to warm it up. Um, okay. So here's another question for, or wait, for Sigmatic. See, I'm stuck on my quasi celebrity crush here. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Sam says I'm all for the Nor Norwegian culture. Me too. H-Y-G-G-E. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I want it. <laughs> I think it's Huga or something like that. <laughs> Maybe we need to talk about that. I don't know anything about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Hold on. We got, we got to stay on topic. We're talking about coffee and we can switch to Huga <laughs> after this. We can do whatever we want, first of all. Exactly. But yes, let's do that. Yes, we, can. <laughs> we totally can. That's what this podcast is all about. Um, okay. The coffee, the mushrooms. You were talking about other options? Were you talking about? Oh, I've heard of like yes. mud water and I've heard of like Raza. But oh, yeah. I guess, wait, have you heard of mud water? Because you get an ad that shows up in your Facebook or Instagram feed all the time. <laughs> uh, that's what I've seen with Raza or Raza. There's another one. That's that's <laughs> the one I get all the time. So, I get the mud water one all the time. Yeah. They've just targeted me and <laughs> that's it. Oh my gosh. Now yeah. everybody who's listening to this is going to get ads for Four Sigmatic You're mud so water. right. <laughs> You guys, start watching for it because it's going to happen. Watch out. <laughs> They're listening to you right now. I want to hear about all the coffee ads that you see in yeah. the next podcast. Please. Or in the comments. In the comments. Mm -hmm. Come back to this podcast. Let us know how many coffee ads have you seen. If we say mud water or what's the other one that you said? Raza? It's R-A-S-A. -A. I don't know how to pronounce it. Raza. Raza. Yeah. I don't know. Huga. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, okay. So instead of the Keurig, have you considered the Nespresso machine? <laughs> What's, uh, no, I have not really given much thought to it, to be honest. So okay. tell me about that. What is that? The Nespresso machine is like the little pods for espresso, which we do like two espresso pods and hot water, which is like an Americano, which is really good. It's really, it's, I think the coffee is better than the Keurig. Um, also we had like three Keurig machines and they broke, they just like broke. They were terrible. So I feel like I've had an espresso for, I don't know, years and years and years. It's never broke. It's never given me any problems. Cool. Just throwing it out that. there. No, and they recycle their pots also. They're oh, aluminum, yeah. not plastic. So it's good. You know. <laughs> good. I just have like a little, I just have 
these yeah these little reusable ones that i like the reuse i like the reusable with the um with the four sigmatic that does sound like it makes sense so do you get right. the four sigmatic then like already ground like pre-ground coffee like it's because it comes yes. in a coffee bag yes i do and i have it is something i have um been thinking about because i know with coffee you want to grind it like closer to the time that you use it i'm not sure how it works with <laughs> mushrooms <laughs> and hopefully it's fine that I just have like a couple bags in there because I forgot about my subscription and I'm just going to keep using them. There's nothing wrong with them. I'm hoping. <laughs> oh, I think that they're totally fine. It's dehydrated mushroom. I mean, dehydrated food lasts forever. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. Amber says I have gotten mud water. I tried it and it was gross. Hmm. So it tasted like it sounds. <laughs> Do would you, you say it tasted like mud water? Is that the problem? Would you say would you say that coffee that's black though tastes also gross? Would you do you also think that? Some people don't. So I'm just curious. The only coffee that I can drink black is the four sigmatic. I actually think that the earthiness in it is good enough to drink it without cream. Although I prefer the cream, but Yeah, I I think I could. I just taste really good with, with a little milk and a sweetener. And I'm like, I'm going to give my things, myself things that I really enjoy. Allison, <laughs> what's your sweetener of, of choice? Um, Stevia. Do you do the drops or do you do the I, like? So the last time I went to look for it in the store, I could only find the packets. And every time I open up a packet, I think of you. <laughs> and I'm like, it's so much packaging. <laughs> Well, okay. So like the coffee thing, that that is like a big concern is the packaging, right? So, mm -hmm. okay. It's hard. Like okay, the way to do like zero, okay. Zero waste coffee. You have to go to a store that has coffee in bulk, purchase it there, which I could do with my co-op, right? So you can bring your own coffee bag, buy it in bulk. You can actually grind it there and you can change. You can like adjust, you know, on the grinder, you can adjust it to whatever you're doing, pour over drip they have seven options. There's seven options for like coarseness. So I'm not sure what the other options are. I mean, I just know like French press, pour over and drip, right? Those are the three things that I understand. Um, what are the other options? Okay. So that's like zero waste, right? So if you do the French press, if you do the drip, then there's no, there's nothing, right? But most coffee is, there's a lot of waste involved. I mean, mm -hmm. which stinks. Yeah. Well, like in particular though, like the sweetener, the box that I got, they're like these little packets. So they're like one-time use things. And I'm like, it was just really annoying because the last time that I went and found one, it was a bucket and I like scooped stuff out and I just couldn't find it this time for whatever reason. But yeah, it does make me think of all the packaging and all the ways. So much packaging. There's so much packaging. Literally not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why would you put all of that into little single use packaging? Put it into a jar. Like <laughs> right. Right. It gets I mean, I guess it's maybe for if you were to take it to go, but still, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I that's how I like my coffee though. I like some milk and I like a little bit of stevia and it tastes awesome. For a while there I was drinking bulletproof coffee. Mm. It's been a couple of years though, before, before I did like intermittent fasting and realized how much fat I was drinking in the morning because of it, but it is really good. Have you ever done that? I remember. Um, yeah. So it's, there's a lot of blending though. I can feel you got to do like a lot of blending. What do you want to share what bulletproof coffee is for our audience? Yes. They have never heard of that either. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't, there's like official 
bulletproof coffee oils and stuff. I never bought any of that. I just did coconut oil. Um, so it was coconut. It was like a little bit of coconut oil, a little bit of butter, and you just brew your coffee, put it in with it, and stick it on a blender. And it tastes better than a latte. Like I think yeah, lattes are way good. too sweet. It tastes like it's just so good. <laughs> it's really, really good. I used to drink it every morning, but it definitely is like if you drink it every morning, it definitely is like a lot of fats that you're then drinking straight first thing in the morning. So. Who do you think was the first person to think about blending coconut oil into coffee? I don't know. Yeah, who has ideas like that? Like, I know. Oh, let's just dump some butter in here. Like, just let's try take out oil and coffee and blend it all together. Like, <laughs> I know. And I know. make it like the trendiest thing on the internet and become an overnight sensation. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how do people do that? And how do I get on that bandwagon? How, like, or not bandwagon, then like start my own bandwagon. How do I do? <laughs> Maybe if turkey's tail and lion's mane. <laughs> really creative names and marketing. And right, you know I, what? Actually, maybe I it didn't have that but in my background. Let's come up with something. Okay, let's do it. Like right now. Design and marketing was what I used to do. What should we blend with coffee next? Or maybe we should not use coffee. Maybe so we've done coffee and mushrooms, coffee and oil, coffee and butter. Like what else can we do? Allison, maybe you should put coffee with sugar and milk and see if you can sell that. <laughs> It's never been done before. You just need a new name for it. Like, <laughs> it just needs new packaging. There is nothing new under the sun. That's true. Right. Call it millennial coffee. Millennial <laughs> coffee. Oh, I put it into individual packets and sell it like that. So you can get 12 individual millennial coffees. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh my gosh. See, see, I think I'm really good at the marketing and the packaging side of things, but the actual like coming up with the thing and like having the vision about it, I get really like, uh. I mean, no. bulletproof is so brilliant though, because like you want to wake up every morning and feel like nothing is going to phase you, not even bullets oh, yeah. at your chest. <laughs> like, you are bulletproof because you mixed butter and coffee together. <laughs> And blended it and created all this extra mess in your kitchen in the morning. <laughs> you are so right. And because of that, nothing's going to harm you today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think I need to start drinking more Bulletproof coffee again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe that's the solution. Maybe we've been sitting on the solution all morning long here. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Amber, I love cowboy coffee also. Fresh off a campfire with good old sugar and cream. The best. Cowboy coffee is the best. I don't I've know why you it. it anywhere but in the wilderness. But like basically when you're away from civilization, everything that you would never normally drink, you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I feel like food's that way when you're away from civilization too. It's just like all the little things that we just have all the time at our disposal. When you're out in the woods, it's like the best, <laughs> the best, the best. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm in the woods. I'm drinking coffee. Like it doesn't matter how crappy it tastes. It's so incredible. <laughs> I love that. I feel like we really need to go do some wilderness thing together. Let's do it. You I know, Allison, I say yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. I want to. Okay, what are you waiting for? <laughs> um, I am ready to go. Literally, my backpack is packed. So <laughs> <laughs> it's literally packed. Of course it is. It is. 
Where I did actually, go? Well, I didn't go because I got sick. So I was supposed to go on this backpacking trip. I never went because I was sick and I felt like it would be it, like not advisable to be in the middle of the woods, not well. Mm-hmm. But then I just kept my backpack packed because <laughs> number one, I'm like, oh, this makes a great go bag. <laughs> and number two, I felt too lazy to unpack it. And number three, I'm like, I could just like go anytime now, you know, so it's packed. I it's love that. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. So is there anything that's like in between us or what I need to come there? <clears throat> Well, since you don't live in Chicago. <laughs> I do not. live in the great state of Ohio. You live in Ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what we New Yorkers maybe not so kindly refer to as a flyover state. <laughs> <laughs> well, we refer to like most states as flyover states. So. <laughs> don't take it personally. And I personally, I, okay, I actually... I, I really enjoyed driving through Ohio when I did my cross country road trip. We stayed in um uh what are those big cities? Colum- Columbus? No, we didn't stay in Columbus. What's another big one? Cincinnati. <laughs> nope, we didn't stay there. Cleveland. Yes, I think it was Cleveland. Okay. In this really cute Airbnb. It was awesome. Like I loved it. It had like chickens in the backyard. It was in kind of like in a city, it was like on the city outskirts, but like in a up-and-coming, like cool area. We liked Cleveland. Yeah. And Cleveland's very far from me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't like, that far. Ohio is only this big. <laughs> it's like four hours, maybe. Yeah, like four, I think. Yeah. Okay. So what's in between us? So, I mean, we could do like the Niagara Falls area. There is some backpacking there, but I've heard that it's kind of like not that exciting because it's flat. It's like all mm-hmm. just like. I don't know. There's no mountains there. I'm sure there's backpacking in the Poconos. I just don't know anything about the Poconos. So, but I'm not opposed to learning, but that, I mean, that would be like in between us. Yeah. I'm not opposed to learning either. I feel like, (laughs) like I said last week, like I'm relearning all these things with my kids so that I can actually know them because sometimes I'm like, where is stuff where I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So let's do a geography lesson on the Poconos, specifically understanding and learning about the backpacking in the Poconos. I never like in all of my backpacking communities, I don't ever read anything about the Poconos. I hear about like the white mountains, the green mountains, the Adirondack mountains, the Appalachian mountains, never the Poconos. I even hear the Catskills. I ne- why why don't I ever hear about the Poconos? What's going on in the Poconos? Who's <laughs> not hiking? Why are, why are people not hiking in the Poconos and posting about it? <laughs> Am I just like missing this whole section of like backpacking information? <laughs> Is there something important that we need to know before we go plan a trip there? <laughs> what happens in the Poconos that people don't post about it? <laughs> so, okay, so tell me, tell me. How much time do we actually have before like weather starts to be like, can we even do it before it starts to get cold? I've really been interested in winter camping. (laughs) (laughs) Say it louder. (laughs) (laughs) Say my face. (laughs) I mean, you know, it depends on how, like how much you like the cold. I love I love how you said that. You know, just depends. <laughs> well, how much do you like the cold, Jess? Well, if you have the right gear, I think the cold is totally fine. Mm. That's the key. 
that yes, it does get way more expensive and heavy to backpack in the winter, especially if you have to break trail. That doesn't actually say, I don't think that I am in physically good enough shape to actually break trail. Uh, but you know, I could, that would be a goal. It could be a physical fitness goal. You seem like you're in great shape, Allison. Maybe you could break trail and I'll just I'll walk just, behind you. I'll just come believe. <laughs> this is so poetic. <laughs> just, just gonna go blaze a trail and you're gonna be with me. Exactly, I got your back. <laughs> right behind you. <laughs> Is the thing about breaking the trail is that when you step down, you're in snow, your feet go, you know, through the snow, and then you have to lift your leg up high and go to the, so it's like a, it's snowshoeing with a backpack on. Oh, wow. Wow, that's intense. <laughs> <laughs> we could do something a little like lighter than that. I'm like, this is my, this is my first big trip. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> no biggie. Break the trail. <laughs> Follow me into the wilderness anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. We, we to, should seriously, we would have like, if if we could have signal, we could create <laughs> the most spectacular content together. <laughs> seriously, we could just talk the whole entire time. <laughs> we live, just, stream entire like a live stream people just get to just be part of us. Just join in. Zella says, how about breaking a trail through my bedroom boxes? <laughs> I love it. That is very funny. <laughs> oh. Okay. We're going on a backpacking trip. Okay. That's what happens when you start talking about coffee. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's going to be bulletproof. Bulletproof backpacking. Oh, my gosh. Allison, there you go. <laughs> bulletproof backpacking. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But wait, so what are we going to sell, though? Oh yeah. The experience. Um, the experience with us. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my gosh, I, we can bring butter. <laughs> oh my gosh, we can be butter. <laughs> That's hilarious. Butter. Butter would fix it all. And the experience of being with us, we already have our product. <laughs> I actually, one of my greatest Thanksgiving tips ever is that if you mess up any recipe, just add more butter and cream and you will fix that recipe. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Have you personally used that? Oh, yes. That's my, yes. It's a tried and true Jess Marcy trick. Just pour that butter and cream in and anything gets better. <laughs> I need a lot of butter and cream. <laughs> Allison, so can we help you with your, with anything? No, no. It's just like the whole world needs butter and cream. <laughs> Okay, if you're listening to this podcast, a little butter and cream today. <laughs> I have been getting kind of a lot of hate messages in the last month or so. Oh, yeah? I would appreciate it if you just took a deep breath and cushioned anything that you want to say that you don't feel very friendly about with some nice comments before sending me an email. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. That's just like, can we just like learn how to be human again guys <laughs> like just because i sell an online product <laughs> does not give you the right to be nasty to me right off the bat i would never in a million years do that to you 
I genuinely want to help you. I genuinely want to support you. I actually have your back. I am in your corner. But if you were going to start this relationship by slamming me for something that's not my fault via email, it's not going to go well. It's just not going to go well. Like we could start on a really good foot or you could send me some hateful comments that really actually are irrelevant to what's going on here. Um, I'm so sorry that's been happening to you. It's okay. I, honestly, I have to say that most of the time I respond with a very like what, like a long message, and I get an apology, which I think is incredibly good. Right? That's oh, like, that's, that's awesome. impressive. That's impressive. Yes. Yeah. But people do take their anger out on strangers on the internet, mm -hmm. and especially I think if you have clutter, there's a lot of like, you know, you're coming like a lot of times you come at this with anxiety and wound, stress. there's a lot of woundedness yes there's a lot of woundedness so i kind of get where people are coming from um and to be fair most people have been sold total garbage so mm -hmm. the expectation is pretty low <laughs> to begin with um yeah. yeah yeah i think that there's been a whole thing that's been created with the internet and online courses and just obviously everybody's skeptical all the time and mm -hmm. um and which is and, not wrong be skeptical not wrong it's not wrong but also the environment of like there's zero trust and there's zero filtration of common decency yeah <laughs> like the way yeah it's like it all just goes out the window as soon as you start typing something Right. The anonymity is like a thing, right? So mm -hmm. if you, if you would not say this to my face, would you say it to me in writing? Like that's kind of a baseline for me. Like what yeah. would I say to somebody's face? Because I'm going to say it even nicer in writing because you lose that like facial interaction, right? You lose the ability. You, you don't have the body language to fall back on. Mm -hmm. So be so even nicer. Tone. Yeah. Tone yeah. is like, Yeah. Yeah, I I love the written language because I feel like it's it's the ability to express is so incredible. And also, it takes such skill to do that over and above beyond to really make sure that you're communicating all the things so that it's not, you know, because it's going to probably be default interpreted negatively. Yep. <laughs> Just generally what we do. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We default to the negative. We read it mm -hmm. and like <laughs> immediately we think negative, right? That's just how we have a negative yeah. filter. Yeah. <sighs> and so Amber, I have, I really have learned to not take it personally at all. Occasionally I get one that I feel is really, um, I do take it personally, mostly because well, occasionally I get one or two that I do take personally, but the vast majority I do not take personally at all. I understand why this happens. And I just try and open up the lines of communication because I think that's, and, and to be fair, I really have given this a lot of thought. It doesn't matter what profession you're in. You have to deal with negative comments, difficult interactions. I mean, this is a part of life, right? So it's not just because I run a business online. It's it, it, it does happen everywhere. I mean, I remember when I worked in a private school, there were so many things that happened that were stressful and they were all about communication, parents, relationships, kids. I mean, it, it was all there too. 
when I worked at, a, I was a director of a library. We had the same stuff, you know, that would happen. People would get upset about things that didn't seem to be that worthwhile to get that upset, right? So it happens everywhere. And I really have worked very hard at not taking it personally because it's, there's so many factors there. But yeah, every so often there's one that I'm like, oh my gosh, do they know that I'm a real human? <laughs> That's a really amazing skill that you've developed to not take it personally. I don't think you can be in this business if you take everything personally. But I mean, but the the actual skill of like learning how to like switch that in, like it's your body's response, right? So right. I, I think that so much of it is like our nervous system reacting to our, you know, own stuff. And the skill of practicing, like, I, I'm not, I'm going, I'm not going to think about it in this way. I'm going to think about it in this way is it's like, that's one of the best things that you can practice. So I think that's a really good thing that you've got that down. Okay. For full disclosure though, I also have a virtual assistant who reads the vast majority of my communication and mm -hmm. that is very protective for me. Mm -hmm. It's not as personal to her, obviously, but I mean, that's one number one, I, there's a lot coming in, so I can't possibly keep up with all of it to begin with. But number two, I do recognize that it protects me from a lot of negativity to have somebody else yes. filter it, read it, and respond. I just get kind of the you know the ones that are so out there that they come they get starred for me to look at. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so so how do you um, personally counteract like the the negative things that you see with good encouraging things that you see, do you, do you have any kind of particular practice that you're, that you really focus on looking at all of the good things in order to do to the counteractive? Because it's, it's said, psychologists say that for every one negative thing we hear, we need to hear five positive things. I think that I just laugh a lot of stuff off and I don't know. I've actually, We've talked about this before, like the fact that I laugh at a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I just don't take things as seriously as other people do in general. And it's not, I think that's part of my personality. I don't know where that comes from. Um, it's helpful to just, mm -hmm. just, you know, laugh. I mean, but yeah, sometimes things are hurtful too. I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. that I, I don't know that I intentionally bow. I don't have any intentional practice around it. If that, that's the answer to the question. Do you? Gotcha. Um, well, I have intentional practices of like receiving for like, um, like how the concept of receiving is something that I've just recently really become aware of. And it's just this idea of like letting yourself feel all the goodness as intended for you. So whether it's like words of encouragement from someone else or compliments from someone else, just like accepting it and receiving it. A lot of times we do this, oh no, thank you. I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything or it wasn't that big of a deal. Instead of just receiving it and feeling how good that makes you feel in your body. Um, I do it for like all kinds of things because I, I think about like receiving from God all the time. So I'm like, this sun in the sky is just for me. And I just sit there and I just like let myself open to all that stuff. So I do have a lot more specific um, energetic work that I have to do for myself because I ha have, I don't have the personality that you have. And I, I have to be super protective of my energy circle. So whenever I hear anything, it really has huge potential to just pull me right down. 
even if even if at first it's like what this is so weird and I don't really even react to it it will still kind of stick in there if I let it and kind of drag me down so I am pretty intentional with with what I do with my energy and how I what I focus on I guess I think receiving compliments is definitely a skill set and a lot of us don't have it it kind of goes hand in hand with apologizing all the time Right. Mm -hmm. Over apologizing and not receiving compliments are one in the same. I feel like you mm -hmm. stop apologizing and start accepting compliments right? yeah. and your life will be a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a definite skill set because a lot of people don't feel like they have that. There's deeper things that you can't just accept it. There's a there's deeper things going on. Um, and it, so much of it has to do with like <laughs> our value of just being and existing in the world. So like I am here taking up this space in the world. I have this value. I have this innate worth already built in. And so, yes, I can solidify that, reinforce that value. Um, look at that as a, a really good thing, not just for me, but for everybody. Like there's, it's a really good thing that I'm here in this world. And so that's kind of just ways of reinforcing is, is the receiving. And I think that a lot of us have this thing where it's like <laughs> almost, you know, for whatever the things were that as we were starting to, to grow up and the things that we took in information wise, it's almost like an apology, an, an apology for existing. It's like, I'm so sorry that I'm here taking up space. I'm so sorry that I'm like in your way or, or you know, it's, it's like this posture almost that's like very deep in our child wounds, I think. And it kind of carries over into adulthood until we start to recognize it. And so that that's the kind of stuff when that's going on inside of us. Yeah, we can't, we can't receive. So it just reinforces that kind of other behavior. Yeah. Right. Like apologizing for asking a question. You don't mm -hmm. need to apologize if you have a question. Yeah. Just, there's questions all the time. Everyone has questions all the time. This is a normal part of human experience. How are you going to get clarification if you don't ask questions? Right. But I hear a lot of, I'm sorry, but can you, you know, whatever. Like, stop, no, we don't need to apologize. You don't need to be sorry. This is, yeah. 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 That's really, it's a really, really common thing. Really common. Yeah. Yep. All kinds of childhood wounds from, from all kinds of stuff lead to that kind of living. So if you have that, you're, you're definitely not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. But start to recognize it and mm -hmm. start to think about why do you feel like you have to apologize? Because I don't feel like you have to apologize. The person that you're asking doesn't feel like you have to apologize. So you shouldn't have to feel that way either. And, if they, and if they do, that doesn't mean anything about you. So right. that's a, that's a really do, important thing because you might be around them. people. You might be around people who have are that you're getting that impression of this is this is a problem for them. Like me being here with my questions or my words is a problem for them. That's that's and that's somehow my fault. That's where the that's where the disconnect is. It's not your fault. It's just their problem with them. <laughs> right. It's not you. You're awesome. Yes. Maybe the relationship isn't great for both of you, but <laughs> but you as a human are awesome. <laughs> Sam says that British people are born apologizing. <laughs> I've heard that. 
<laughs> that is such a funny thing to me. I've I've heard that too. <laughs> well, everything British is funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so let's commit to giving up apologizing. Yes. What I mean, apologize at will if you feel like you've done something that you are responsible for. By all means, over apologize, but do not apologize if you have a question. <laughs> <laughs> do not apologize for being in this world, in your existence, your beautiful, fantastic, fabulous existence. It's supposed to be here. You're supposed to be here. It was intended and you're important. So absolutely take up all the space. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. We go back to the magic eraser. Let's do it. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with it though. <laughs> do you have a magic eraser in your house? I, I do. And I'm I'm so confused by it. <laughs> <laughs> Me like too. how does it work? And also like I can't use it on my walls though, because it Oh yeah, you can. But it takes off paint sometimes if you scrub mm. too hard. Yeah, you shouldn't be scrubbing that hard, I don't think, on the walls. <laughs> Why is this? Okay, so here is what happened with the magic eraser in our house. We have new countertops, mm -hmm. which are white. The one thing that removes every stain from those countertops, which we were told by the installers, is a magic eraser. And let me tell you, most stuff wipes up no problem. Mm -hmm. But... Like if you lean, if you're wearing, okay, so this typically happens with my husband. He wears a belt every day. He leans against the counter and there's like a scuff mark on the side of the counter from the belt, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. From the belt buckle. The only thing that takes that scuff mark off is a magic eraser. And the magic eraser takes everything else off everywhere also. Why, what is so magic about the eraser? Like why is that the only thing that can get the scuff mark off? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. So Pam does. She says it's formaldehyde, melamine, sodium, bisulfite, copolymer. What is that? A dangerous chemical that sh I shouldn't be touching? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, do you have a natural alternative to formaldehyde? <laughs> <laughs> Just out of curiosity. I mean, you know a lot about cleaning. What would you use? I'm really impressed that you have all that information, Sam. Sam knows so much about cleaning products. Oh my God. It's a wealth of cleaning product information. So so can you can somebody help me? Is <laughs> the walls when they get all the stuff on it from all the people <laughs> touching it and kicking them and scuffs and stuff, is magic eraser the thing? <laughs> or is there something else that will work? Because just washing it with a washcloth doesn't do it. Right. Well, I think when you touch a wall, you have oils like on in your body, on your skin, right? So you actually need something that's going to break through oil. The handprints right. have like an oil component. Um, <laughs> so Sam is a Norwex dealer. And I love Norwex. very respectfully does not push her Norwex stuff on anyone because, you know, that's part of our community rules. But <laughs> I do think that Norwex of all of the MLMs is probably one of the better ones. And they have a version of a magic cleaner. So she's checking in to see what is in there. The magic eraser, it does. It gets everything off of the cabinets. So formaldehyde formalder this is a very long island accent just came out right there <laughs> <laughs> formaldehyde am i saying that correctly 
feel like I'm so. accenting it a lot. Um, why is that so dangerous? I know it sounds very bad. I don't actually know why it's so bad though, but I suppose we could look it up in the um, environmental working group and see what they have to say. Uh, if you don't have the app Think Dirty, which is not actually a dirty app, it's about ingredients in things. <laughs> um, it's a really good one to have. Okay, Think Dirty, let's see. Let's actually put Magic Eraser in here and see what it says. It's probably in here. Okay, so just remember, do I really wanna know what is in a Magic Eraser was my next question. And then ignorance is bliss was my third thought, so. <laughs> I just I just so, so enjoyed your entire list and the way that <laughs> I could see your mind having each of those things in that order. <laughs> okay, we're gonna, they don't actually have formaldehyde in here. So we gotta, or they don't actually have um, Magic Erasers. So let me just, oop, 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 hold on one second. Let me go to the ingredient section and see if I can just put in formaldehyde Brenda, and see. Brenda says that it can literally burn your skin if you rub it on it. Oh. Yikes. It doesn't sound good. No. <laughs> it sounds like the opposite of good. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss until you have that skin burning. Until off. you rub your skin with a magic eraser. <laughs> okay, let's see. We're all set. Okay, good. Great. So, ingredients for so amber yeah. vinegar and water. Vinegar and water with dish soap um, for like my walls too. That's she said. Works for almost everything. Wouldn't you have to like rinse that off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Laurel could never get the magic eraser to work. You have to wet it down quite a lot. I think that that's part of the keys. Like if you do it dry, it doesn't seem to work. Yes, nobody wants to know what's in the magic eraser. <laughs> the environmental working group is a group that just, um, I think they're a not-for-profit and they look at ingredients and tell you concerns that there might be with the ingredients, that type of stuff. Okay, so. so you guys are helping me like learn all the things I need to learn. You know, Magic Eraser, that's another product with good marketing. <laughs> Magic Eraser, Bulletproof Coffee, brilliant people. <laughs> I think we could do the Bulletproof Eraser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make a product. I really do. Okay, formaldehyde is not actually listed. It only listed as like a cosmetic thing. Okay, so that's not going to help. Um, here we go. The Norwex version only contains melamine foam. Nothing else. That's what Jess was talking about. What the heck is melamine foam? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jess, Sam. <laughs> And is that any better? Because I have always thought that melamine is like a not great thing either. I've been concerned about like melamine dishes when you heat them up. I feel like they're plastic. They're being heated up. They might be leaching some plasticky like chemicals into the food. You put something hot on a melamine dish. I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. It feels like a little sketchy. Like 
Is it, am I alone here? Does anyone um, else have concerns about melamine? I don't even know what melamine is. Plastic, <laughs> <laughs> like you know those plastic dishes that you get at like Target, for example. They have, they're like beautiful. They they're sold. I mean, well, they're they're just plastic, but they look nicer than plastic, plastic. dishes. They're actually melamine. They're not plastic. So interesting. Okay. A friend of mine's child took one and was scrubbing himself with it. And that's how I heard about it. Oof. That doesn't sound good. Mm. What Sam listed is actually one ingredient. It does not actually have formaldehyde in it. Um, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to do a little research. Give me a second here. <laughs> I'll do it on my phone so that I don't actually lose you guys. Okay. <laughs> what should I talk about? <laughs> Allison, question number seven. How much bacon is too much bacon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is such a good question. You know, I've I've never um tested the limits of how much bacon I could eat because it always runs out way too fast. <laughs> Has anybody ever actually um eaten like as much bacon as they really wanted? I just don't think it's a, a thing because it's always out too fast. <laughs> I mean, how, like, I have bacon a lot. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I love bacon. Bacon and eggs are my favorite foods, period. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> I have, well, I have eggs every day. I don't have bacon every day. Meredith told me bacon every day is a bad idea. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, Jess. I'm envisioning us out <laughs> camping and hiking and having eggs and bacon. Well, it's bacon jerky when you're hiking because you can't actually bring the bacon without uh, the refrigerator. I don't, that still sounds like it would be delicious out on a hike. Okay. You know what was delicious is when Trader Joe's used to have their sriracha bacon jerky. It was the best like jerky ever because it was like hot and sweet and delicious. And then they stopped carrying it. So of course, they no do. more sriracha bacon jerky from Trader Joe's. If anybody knows an alternative project product that is the same as that, I would love to know where to get it because I was so disappointed they ruined my backpacking breakfast by not carrying that anymore. Yeah, if you know that, I want to know that too. So like tag me also in the comment so I can find <laughs> it. <laughs> Everybody wants the sriracha bacon jerky. Why would you take away a product that was so good? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Sam, all right, here, we're getting some clarification. Melamine foam is the ingredient in a magic eraser. And then Sam listed what is in melamine foam, which included the formaldehyde and the other things. So it's the same. So, okay. The Norwex version. Okay, so yeah, the Norwex version, does that is that melamine foam also, or is that something else? I think that's, isn't that what she said? I'm confused again. <laughs> we only got a couple minutes. We got to figure this out. I know. <laughs> okay. Apartment therapy says NIH lists the magic eraser as non-toxic. I feel like there's no way this can be non-toxic. <laughs> it is the only thing that gets all of that stuff off. How could that be non-toxic? Oh, the same. The same. Okay, so the Norwex and the Magic Eraser are exactly the same. Interesting. So it seems we don't have to worry about that eraser. Oh, they stopped selling them. 
This is a moot point. Oh. <laughs> Probably because they're very toxic. <laughs> Can I use the magic eraser on my teeth? That is the next, the second most. <laughs> I don't think no, so. No, the answer is no. Whoever Googled that question, do not use the magic eraser <sighs> on your teeth. Yikes. Oh my gosh. Isn't that so? You know how like Google shows you like the, you know the yeah, most googled the, questions. That's, that's number the two. most googled question. Oh, is my magic God. eraser bad for your skin? Um, no matter how tempting it might be to use a magic eraser to clean ground and dirt from your child's fingers, never use it on bare skin. People, <laughs> seriously, do not use magic erasers on body parts. <laughs> All right, the next question. What should I not use a magic eraser on? <laughs> Skin. I feel, I feel like we could like whenever we just need like something to talk about, we could just start to Google something and talk about all the things that everybody else is Googling. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my gosh. Willie magic eraser white and teeth. People. <laughs> Yikes. What will a magic eraser do to skin? How many times can you use a magic eraser? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm just going to wrap this up by saying do not use a magic eraser on your body. Okay? No magic erasers on your body. So if you're Googling it. I going to just tell you this. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. So was ignorance bliss? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like uh, like more confused about the magic eraser than I was before. That's how it always is for me. I look up stuff and I'm like, but now there's more convoluted information floating around in my brain. But thank goodness I know not to use it on my teeth because <laughs> I mean, because you might have that was a real possibility for a couple of days there. <laughs> oh. Well, this okay, Angie says just use an, an Enviro cloth on your walls. It takes off all the dirt, grease, and grime. Is that the same as like a microfiber? I have another brand. I forget what they're called. Sounds like Enviro cloth, but it's not. I do like their Enviro cloths. And I feel like it does take off some of the stuff. I feel like I tried it one time. I just always so look at like, my walls and I'm like, oh. your magic eraser could be your backup, right? You're, yeah. you know, hide it from your children. Don't let them bathe with it. Do not use it to get dirt off of your kids. That would not be an appropriate use for magic eraser. I just want to know what child is, is like sneaking a magic eraser and going to bathe with it. I think I don't think that my kids would do that. <laughs> I have to like force my kids to bathe all around. So okay, there is actually there's a Wired article. What's inside Mr. Clean magic eraser? Less magic, more chemistry. I'm gonna research this and look at this after. After we I'm have a report back, because I am really curious. Um, it is pretty interesting. This is good stuff. Cool. This is good stuff. Well, this was fun. This was really fun. Allison, I'm so glad that we're laughing. <laughs> I am too. Thank you for your list. <laughs> okay. So there's not, enough, there's no such thing as too much bacon. Trader Joe's needs to bring back the sriracha bacon jerky. Um, mm -hmm. We like mushroom coffee. We don't like mud water. But yep. I mean, if you like mud water, let us know in the comments because it's always good to have balanced opinion. If 
you don't like the mushroom coffee, like we want to hear that also. Ignorance is still bliss with the magic eraser. We probably were better off before this conversation with the magic eraser. <laughs> and nobody answered me about how many coffee grinds or too many, too much coffee grinds to go into your septic system. So I'm just going to continue to dump all my coffee grinds into my septic and hope for the best, right? Great. Good. There you go. That's there my takeaway, take Allison. <laughs> you know what? You summed it up really nicely. Backpacking. And we're going to go backpacking and we're going to come up with a product and we're, uh, and marketing is genius. And so we're going to get on that game. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. So next week we're going to reveal our product like bulletproof coffee. Yeah. That's more bulletproof coffee. We're still going to make a product. <laughs> and it's going to require more work, more ingredients, and would make you feel like you are bulletproof. <laughs> With a really good name. <laughs> we should market sleeping. <laughs> we should market sleeping. Yeah, we got to do a big reveal. <laughs> All right, Allison, you're amazing. Thank so you for you. this. Thank you for this morning. Everyone who's listening in, thank you. We love you guys. We love that you tune in live. If you're watching later, do the stuff. Like, subscribe, comment, share the love. <laughs> share it all. Share it all. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye.